there's usually two prevailing situations that we have in our head when it comes to Jesus using us for legitimate kingdom-based purposes. Number one is spiritual low self-esteem that I can't. I'm not worthy. I don't know enough. I don't have a good personality. I'm not good looking. You know, whatever we want to say and, and use in that blank. Uh, that's, that's one posture that we use, uh, is I just call it low, uh, spiritual low self-esteem. The other is when we feel like our circumstances are so beat up and, and tore up that, you know, we're in such bad shape that God can't use us either. You know, we've just committed a sin or we failed or, you know, we've not done something right, um, all of this material that I'm teaching discounts all of that. It proves all of that to be wrong. It, it's all a misnomer when you choose to embrace these ideas when it comes to God using you. I want to assure everybody sitting in this building today, no matter how old or young, no matter what your circumstances are, your environment, what have you, God can use you. He would if we'd let him. He would if we'd let him. So tonight I want to read from Matthew chapter 15 and verse 21, beginning with verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, which is around Lebanon, the country of Lebanon. Now he left the borders of Israel. Uh, he left the Jewish people. <clears throat> and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That would give me cause to want to ask Jesus, Well, what are you doing here then? You're outside of the borders of that country. So if you're not in Israel, you're outside of Israel, but you can't minister to nobody but the Jewish people, then what are you doing here? Um, but anyway, he gave her that answer and she came and, and, in spite of that answer in verse 25, she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. And he answered again and said, it is not meet or appropriate to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. She said, you're right. <clears throat> True. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Jesus answered and said unto her, Woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I want to talk to you tonight. Would God use me? And the essence of this study tonight, and, and again, I hope everybody can get your head around it. Uh, God is posturing Grace Church. And I've preached to you on, on Sundays about miracles and, and the, the ingredients to that. Uh, a miracle has as much to do with, with faith as it does obedience and vice versa. Um, and on Wednesday nights, I'm assuring you that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what the circumstances in your life may be. God can use you. He would use you if you would be open to that. The Syrophoenician woman, first of all, is an example of an earnest, determined seeker. I'm sincere in what I'm doing, 
and I will not take no for an answer. That was, that's kind of how she approached Jesus. So I don't care what you say to me. I don't care how you treat me. None of that is going to deter me. You're not going to offend me, and you're not going to get rid of me. I've often wondered what would happen, especially with church people, if we develop that attitude. I will not be offended, and you will not tell me no when it comes to our needs and things that we want God to do with us and through us. Jesus ministered to this woman, but he also used this woman to prove a point. She would not be discouraged, and Jesus held her up as an example of great faith. He said, great is your faith. So the setting for our study tonight involves Jesus leaving for the first time since his ministry began, his homeland of Israel. And I'd still like to ask the question, is if you can't, if you're God incarnate in flesh, and you are only sent to the Jewish people, then what are you doing here? I believe Jesus was, again, using this woman as an example. I believe Jesus was a law-abiding citizen of Israel. But I believe there was something, there was a passion and a love and a care on the inside of him that drove him beyond It drove him beyond the limits of the law. For example, he touched a leper, strictly forbidden by the law of Moses, but he did it anyway because of love and passion that drove him beyond the borders of his structured ministry, of his dictated predetermined lifestyle. It drove him beyond the borders of Jewish people requirements and expectations He was making a statement to the nation of Israel, and I'm going to come to this in a little bit more detail in a moment. But I will go anywhere, even to forbidden places, to find somebody that will let me use them. And I want to say to us tonight, if we're not fulfilled and satisfied in our relationship with God, it's not because God hasn't invaded our borders. God has absolutely made it clear that it doesn't matter who you are and what your pedigree is or isn't, what's happened in your family or what hasn't happened in your family. God is available to everyone that will let him use them, and I hope we understand that. We don't know the real reason. The Bible doesn't say why he departed Israel that day. We don't know why he left. To put it in our terminology, I don't know that he had a visa. I don't know what Border Patrol said to him. Hey, you're a Jew. Why are you leaving Jew? The, the Israel, you're supposed to be God in flesh, and you don't have any business outside of Israel. You need to go back. And as hard as the Jewish people tried to build a parameter around the passion the love and care of Jesus. They could not keep him confined to any one location. He would go anywhere that anywhere anybody would invite him into their life and to allow him to use them. Perhaps the difficulty of his of trying to reach his own people pushed him beyond the boundaries of his own land. And where this may be part of the 
the explanation it's really not true because he returned back to Israel and did all kind of stuff after that. I think it behooves us to ask the question here in passing tonight is how far would we go to try to help somebody? <laughs> I mean, Jesus made it clear he was in forbidden territory when he encountered this woman. But whatever the reason was he left, his fame preceded him. The news of his coming reached the ears of this Syrophoenician woman. You remember the story in the Old Testament where uh, the woman built onto her house for Elijah. Y'all remember that story, the Shunammite woman that built on? Okay, the Shunammite in the Old Testament Hebrew would be Syrophoenician in the New Testament Greek. Okay. It's interesting to me that when the prophet was traveling around the then Old Testament boundary and border of Israel, that it was a Gentile woman that built onto her house to make room for the prophet. I believe Jesus sought this woman out to minister to her, to say thank you to the Old Testament woman who added onto her house for the prophet many hundred years before that. That's just my opinion. But she no doubt had heard of the miracles that Jesus had done, was wanting to take advantage of his presence in her country, 